0: Let's kick off another episode of the World Series of Politics podcast, where Brendan Bussman and Brent I march down the field on key political, legislative, and regulatory developments in the gaming sector. As these titans square off on the issues facing the industry, this podcast highlights the current opportunities and challenges for expansion and reform. Let's see what the game plan is for this episode of the World Series of Politics.
1: Welcome back to another World Series of Politics. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by my great friend uh, and colleague, Bran
0: Iden, over at Sport Raider. How you doing today, Brand? Oh, man, it's just a fantastic day, and always great to be back with you. You know, I love that intro by Rick Allen. I know he's a good friend of yours. He does a great job, doesn't he? It, he does, and and Rick's been a long time friend,
1: uh, probably back more than uh, both of us care to admit, because I think we'd have to
0: go back to the 90s um, over when we, he I and guess, I first met. I guess the stone ages or something, Brendan, you know, the nineties, I mean, geez, heaven forbid. Well, you know, um,
1: I was like two at the time. So, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll go with that, but no, uh, Rick's, uh, not only a good friend, but, uh, you know, one of the best announcers in the business. So, uh, you gotta like a guy that has that much talent and, and, and has, uh, the ability to, you know, do different facets and things along the way. So
0: uh, I always appreciate uh, his uh, help with this. Wow, that's just great. This is great. So what are we, uh, what are we focused on this week? I know we've had some, like, know, so many things happening out there.
1: There's a ton of things happening out there. And this is one of those podcasts that I wish we could go on for, you know, a couple hours because there's so much out there happening both, you know, domestically here in the United States, but but obviously internationally. And we'll get into a little bit, I think, of that later if we have, if time permits, but. You know, I think one of the things we want to highlight today that heads to sports and the iGaming thing is the recent decision as it relates to the Wire Act. Uh,
0: I don't know if you follow that or not, but but I think you, you and I had a little bit of a conversation about that. We did. And, you know, I was excited by this ruling. This is obviously something that's been sitting out there for a while now. And, and just to, you know, just to bring everybody up to speed, because I know we've got some international listeners out there. Basically in 1961 the Kennedy administration invoked the Wire Act and the, the concept was very simple. Brian and the concept was to crack down on the mob and it was it, it was put in place to prevent basically individuals from picking up the telephone and making wagers over the telephone lines and moving money uh, across state lines via telephone. And this is obviously a very antiquated concept, because in 1961, the Kennedy administration, the mob, nobody really envisioned the Internet would be out there. And so this is really unfolded uh, over the course of time. There's been a lot of different uh, attorneys generals that have come forward, placed opinions on the Wire Act. And uh, finally, uh, our, fo- our, our friends over at IGT, the good folks over there, said, look, we, we've got to gain some clarity on, on the Wire Act. And so... Uh, There was a uh, circuit court case that made its way up uh, uh, through Rhode Island. And basically, uh, the judge came out with a ruling uh, late last week that just basically said um, this only applies to sports betting. Uh, Very clearly, uh, the the court decision actually says the court declares uh, that as the parties now before it, the Wire Act applies only to bets or wagers on any sporting uh, event or contest, which very clearly... Uh, in the eyes of many legal scholars, uh, put sort of the nail in the coffin on the Wire Act as it relates to iCasino, uh, mobile lottery. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the issue may be dead and buried. Just my thoughts. Well, you know, I, I would I would disagree with you on dead and buried. And
1: I say that for a host of reasons. And I said this even going back to the First Circuit opinion that came out on January 20th, 2021, which was, hey, that's great but we haven't pushed this as far as we need to. And that either means one of two things, either one, taking this to the highest court in the land, which is the Supreme court. And I fully think the Biden administration missed its opportunity a year plus ago, back in June of not appealing it all the way. Um, But two, as you started off this conversation and where this all leads to is, we're dealing with a piece of legislation that is 60 years old that dealt with Hey, Mabel, can you connect me with so and so um as the system as opposed to the internet uh that we all know Al Gore invented, but you know, that I has did hear that some uh, no, I know, I know. But <laughs> that that we have this, you know, tremendous opportunity um to to look at how this works. And I still think either one, we need to have Congress act on it, which would take an act of Congress to do because Congress isn't gonna do anything off of that. They're you know, in a position that they can't even agree if, if the sky is blue on anything. Um, and two, you still have court challenges to this if somebody wants to push it. Is it a great ruling? Yes. Um, and I think it's especially good for iGaming. I think it's especially good for lottery. But, you know, in today's world, um, sports betting happens, um, you know, across different, you know, we're looking at 30 plus states right now of where this is occurring And it could look a lot better if we had a little bit more clarity on whether either one changing this or or two modernize things along the way. So while I know everybody championed it, I still hold true to where I sat, you know, on January 20th of of 2021 and where I sat when the uh, Justice Department failed to appeal of, yeah, this is good, but we still got to push the envelope a
0: little bit further. So I'm 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 tracking with you on that. And I I tell you, the one thing we do agree on is that Congress won't do anything. Look, I would love for Congress to clarify this. That would be fantastic. They can't even pass a continuing resolution budget. And by the way, that's not a budget. That's a continuing resolution to continue (laughs) on with with spending. Um, I just don't think that Congress is going to step up and do anything about this anytime soon. And to your point. About you know what are we up to? Thirty-five different jurisdictions now that have got some form of sports betting, i casino, eye lottery, et lottery, etc. Uh, the horse is probably out of the barn on this, and I think it would uh, you know it would it would truly change. A, I think it would take take a dramatic change of course for things to go back and for any administration to to try to but try to you know push the Wire Act upon individual companies out there now. And and with this ruling, I think it's uh, you know I, I think we're in a good spot.
1: You know, we, we may be, and obviously that's yet for another administration to do, but I remember having conversations with those uh, in the previous administration and those uh, that were that were uh, against uh, the way the Wire Act sat now. And, you know, the problem is there's still stuff on the books that were prevented otherwise, you know, as we sit here and talk about it, I know there's a host of different things out there. You could give us examples of the horse being out of the barn and on its way down down the road. But, you know, th- there's a lot that can come back over the course of time and where that all lays out. So, you know, yet to be determined. But, you know, the one thing I will say out of it um, is there's obviously a robust market out there for iGaming and sports betting. And that can be seen, especially as we've just come off, you know, another weekend of the NFL um, and how that has continued uh, to be the, the dominant sport when it comes to sports betting in the U.S. And obviously, we're seeing great numbers. But, you know, the thing that we're actually seeing now is these guys, and I say these guys being the NFL, and you're seeing this in other professional sports as well, is these guys all have venues that they want in their stadiums. What do you think about that whole thing?
0: Well, uh, well, we'll start by saying I, I agree with you. NFL uh, has exceeded even my expectations. It has just become such a huge, huge betting market. Uh, I saw some numbers. 46.6 million Americans plan to bet on the NFL season this year. That's up 3% from last year. That's absolutely outstanding. The first week alone, we had 103.1 million. Let me say that again 103.1 million sportsbook logins from Thursday to Sunday up 60 million logins from last year. That's a 70-plus percent increase. That's absolutely outstanding. I think the money that we're going to see come in on NFL this year, and obviously uh, we didn't have New York last year, and I know we can we love to talk about New York tax rates, so don't get me started, Brendan, because I because I know we'll go on that for the rest of the show. But um, look, with new states coming on board, NFL being the dominant uh, betting uh, category for sports bettors, and we're just in, we're just in a great spot. Now, it is interesting. You mentioned something, which is I did see that the NFL updated their rules to not allow for sports books to be open on game day in the event that a sports book opens within a stadium. and And I saw this in particular as it relates to what the Washington commanders are trying to do. Did you happen to see that? I I did not.
1: I've been following things out west. You're that East Coast guy out there. So, you know, talk to
0: me about the commanders and what they're doing. So, obviously, trying to open up a, uh, they've applied for application, (laughs) want to open up a sports book within the stadium, and and that could certainly be uh, uh, acceptable, but the NFL has instituted their own set of rules and basically said, look, on game day, you can't be open. And so now that's really interesting because, you know, are people going to go throughout the course of, of the year and just place wagers at the stadium? I mean, it would seem like the biggest betting day of, uh, uh you know, is going to be on home game days, in my opinion. And so I think it's an interesting ruling. I think that the argument is, is that, you know, you don't want a 10 year old walking by the sports book and placing a five game parlay on something. And I can look, I commend them for that. But at the end of the day, you know, we have these rules in place. We have, uh, you know, a way to verify age. We have, I mean, there, there are a lot of them, by the way, these uh, patrons are still placing wagers on their mobile phones within yeah, the state. I was going to say the, the book's already there, the book's in their hand. Yeah.
1: And I'm in yeah. at, and I understand that. And I fully appreciate you don't want little Johnny walking by. Either place in the four, five, or six game parlay um, <laughs> over anything, which is absolutely true. But that's why the industry does what it does, and why it is so good at making sure that it, you know, adheres and makes sure that the right people are doing this. And that's why you know the mobile phone actually uh, allows more of that because of the KYC factors that are in place ten times over. Um, but you know, you're seeing these things not just what the commander's done, and obviously. You know, you've seen the Nationals do it. You've seen the, the Capitals do it in there. Um, but out west here, you know, the Cardinals just opened up their new facility. Um, you know, and you've also got the um, the Diamondbacks out in Arizona that have facilities. These are becoming venues, and they're becoming ability to do it. And why you would need to put the protections in place to some of these are the most magnificent places to watch a sporting event, whether that's a live event because, you know, the football game's going on or the baseball game, but it's also one of those that you can go there and it's just a cool place to go chill and watch sports just in general, any time of the year. So I think it's a matter of time as this continues to move, but, you know, obviously I understand where things are at. You know, I remember when the Raiders came to Las Vegas And it was hey, there's going to be no betting in the stadium. Nothing can happen. It was one of the covenants they had to do, and that was dating back, you know. Obviously, when when uh, that deal went down in uh, 2016, obviously that changed by the time the Raiders opened because guess what? Mobile wagering was alive, and the Wire Act was, or not the Wire Act, but PASPA was gone, and you know we had all the things moving forward. So. It's about education. It's about the industry continuing to educate on how it does stuff right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that there are those integrity protections in place if there's concerns about that. So I'm with you. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see how this unfolds uh, and and if this, or, you know, this uh, internal league rule gets changed over the course of time. It will be interesting to see.
1: No, it absolutely will. And, and you know, I, I think it's just a, a matter of not only evolution, but it, it comes back to education. So, you know, I uh, I think it'll change, but but time will tell. And obviously, we just as an industry need to keep doing what we do best, which is educate consumers and stakeholders on what we do. So Absolutely. We're, I, I know we're running out of time here, uh, but I want to see if we have enough time here to talk about an international market. Um, and I know we've got a lot of international stuff from what's going on in in the Philippines in India, and India and Germany and South Africa and the recent survey, but there's an election coming up in Brazil here. And needless to say, it's it's a little bit of a a contentious election, considering they stopped selling guns about three weeks ago uh, out of fear and safety for everybody. But, you know, you've got two hotly contested candidates, one that's the sitting president, one that's the former president. Um, But obviously gaming's in the balance off of that. Um, Care to handicap any of this? Because obviously there's a material impact on anything from sports betting to casinos to Everywhere else, the lottery and everything else in between, but sort of, what are your thoughts heading into a, a little over a week out from the election,
0: as as Brazil looks to its next chapter in in gaming? Well, yeah, we're definitely we're, we're definitely in the thick of it. A week and a half out from election day on October second in Brazil, obviously you've got incumbent Bolsonaro facing off against Lula da Silva. Uh, and you know I recently saw a poll this morning by Bloomberg that says De Silva's up in that race obviously bolsonaro has been withholding for the past couple months now these regulations on sports betting that were supposed to come out earlier this year I I was told that you know uh, back uh, early in the year back in February that these sports betting regulations were supposed to come out and we still haven't seen that and I think it's because of this contested election. Um, it will be interesting to see. Now, what's important to note that is if neither of these candidates get to 50%, there will be a runoff at the end of the month. And so I think that right now, uh, I, I don't see either candidate getting to that 50% mark. I think we're in for a runoff, and then you never know what's going to happen. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Um, you know, I just don't
1: see that you get over that hump enough uh, here uh, here on the second, which, I mean, the last one came down to a runoff as well. You know, casino language has been in the balance as it relates to the Senate uh, and doing integrated resorts down there, which would be a fabulous market. I've looked at it; it can be, you know, truly special if we do it right um, and being able to move this forward. But you know, there's a lot of challenges out there, so it's probably a month-long race off of this. But you know, we'll we'll stay focused on it here and uh, bring it back to uh, the World Series of Politics uh, once once it's happened. And obviously, if there's a next step, so you know, but appreciate. Uh, the thoughtfulness and discussion today over everything.
0: Anything else you want to add before we uh, cut our audience loose here? You no, know, it's been great. Always good catching up. More to come on Brazil. I know our next show we're going to have, we're going to touch on some international markets. So come back and join us on the World Series of Politics. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Eiden. We'll be back soon for the next Coin Flip. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.